everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today I want to talk about hatred for men. <laughs> it's gonna be a rough one, you guys. It's okay. <laughs> I'll try to make a really nice resolution in the end. <laughs> but really, it's a really important topic, so we're gonna get into that in a minute. And before that, I want to let you know that I have a free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. And if you have left a review recently, thank you so much. I'm not sure how many there are by now because I'm recording a bunch of podcasts in one day. So um, by the time this comes out, I'm sure we're almost at the 100 goal, uh, 100 review goal. Um, So thank you to everybody who's contributing, and it really supports me, first of all, in inspiring me, and it's very rewarding to read what you write, and it also is really helpful for attracting amazing guests to the podcast. So you'll be hearing from awesome people soon. Very excited about that. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about hatred for men. So when I say hatred, I really mean any sort of view of men being bad, being evil, being unkind, being, yeah, (laughs) we don't like them. (laughs) And many women including myself, have had experiences in dating that cause you to lose faith in people. Whether you've been lied to or cheated on or hurt really badly or led on or ghosted or any of that stuff, disrespected, there are so many ways that we can be hurt in dating one thing that that can lead to is a general feeling towards men. And consciously we might say, I understand it was that person and how they treated me. But often from that experience, that negative experience in dating, we pick up beliefs. And because we have a confirmation bias, we tend to see that in many other people. And in addition, when we get really badly hurt, we can put layers of armor around our heart and we can guard ourselves. And one way that we can guard ourselves is by being angry at people and having a negative view about people and not trusting people because that pushes people away. And instead of finding out how badly they can hurt us and when we love somebody or even like somebody, the pain that they can cause is deep. And so instead of experiencing that or risking that, it seems safer to push them way ahead of time by hating them, being angry at them, not liking them. So one thing I want to say is that this topic can go really deep and this is just a free podcast and I'm not a psychotherapist, and especially if you've been in an abusive situation, this podcast episode might not even fully apply to you. And you'll definitely need additional help from a therapist or someone who is qualified to help people specifically who have been in abusive situations, because 
Abusive situations are another level where the person manipulates you and um, convinces you that you deserve that treatment and that it's your fault and that you're incapable of leaving and all of that kind of stuff. So that runs much deeper and is not going to be addressed in this podcast today. So about, I don't know, many years ago, I was dating somebody for about six months. And when I say dating, I mean I was sleeping with somebody for about six months. And I met this person through my job at the time, and I was so attracted to him. And we eventually went on a date. And right from there, (laughs) I should have (laughs) known. He was like, oh my gosh, it's even embarrassing for me to say like what I put up with. He was like three hours late. And at first I was at home and he kept delaying it. He was like, hey, I'm going to be late. Hey, I'm waiting on this thing. Hey, I'm going to be more late. I'm just missing like train after train. I'm like already fully ready. And um, I remember saying like, okay, do you want to meet a different night? He was like, no, no, no. Just making me wait, making me waste my time. But I had the biggest crush on him. So... I finally went into town because I he hadn't like delayed any longer. I hadn't heard from him in 30 minutes. I thought we we're going to meet at that time. I got into the city. Once I'm there, he sends me another text. Hey, I'm even later. I'm even later. I met him at like 10.30 p.m. And that was the first sign. <laughs> um, he picked me up and I got in his car And he didn't seem super delighted to see me. He was just like, hey. And I looked at him. I was so confused. He didn't apologize for being late. He didn't do any of that. He was like, okay, like, where are we going? And I was like, "Uh, hello, like, you delayed like five times. Like, you're so late. Aren't you going to say sorry or something? And He was like, sorry. (laughs) He didn't say it like that, but it was kind of like he didn't understand. Then we went out to get a drink and it was fine and all of that. Anyways, but we had six months of just hot and cold. And then because I felt so out of control and totally my worth was all wrapped up in it I had to play games to try and manipulate him to finally like me because if he likes me then it's worth even more because he didn't like me and I got him to like me and then I'm worth more and oh my gosh I mean it sounds really like yikes but (laughs) I feel like a lot of women have been there and a lot of women are there if we're honest A lot of the times it's not even that we like somebody so much, it's that our worth is somehow tied into it and we're caught up in a game and a challenge and that kind of thing. And I was just very attracted to him. And I had this idea that maybe if I were good enough, I could make it work, I could make it happen. So he continued with that level of treatment of me for a few months. And at the end, we were at a party sorry, we were at a little get together with my friend and his friend. It was like a double date at somebody's house where we were sitting on a patio, that kind of thing. And he 
like I went into the other room, like I went to the bathroom, I came out and he tried to seduce me into having sex in this room in the house. And I was like, no, like my, my friend is out there. She doesn't even know your friend. This is really awkward. We're just two people here. Like, it's not like we've ever done that before. It was just really weird. Like, I'm not going to leave my friend out there. I like dragged her to come there, that kind of situation. And then he was like trying to convince me. It was like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And finally he was like, okay. And we went out and he was completely cold to me the rest of the night. Didn't want to talk to me. Didn't, was like making it very clear that he just wanted me to leave. Like he really didn't want me there. And I was like, first of all, I don't know, took me like 30 minutes to like get the hint, like get out because he didn't want to have sex with me. And I was really like, I don't know, it just felt so bad. So finally I left and I remember the last time that I've seen him ever, I was standing at the door and I looked at him like, I hate you. (laughs) So hence the inspiration for the title of this podcast, Hatred of Men. So after that ended, um, the story that I would tell my friends is can you believe him and he's such an asshole and look what he did to me and he was so terrible the entire time and blah 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 I'm a victim that kind of thing and later what I reflected on and learned especially as I grew into having boundaries and grew into listening to my intuition and grew into learning that it's not only necessary to speak up but attractive to people when you speak up for yourself and you honor yourself so I was learning that and what I realized was that most of the anger that I felt towards him was really anger that I felt towards myself for allowing myself to be treated that way because he was just being himself I feel like he was very upfront (laughs) in the first few hours before we even got on our date he was being himself in the world and I was using that situation in a sense to be unkind to myself I kept showing up week after week I kept replying to texts I kept sleeping with him I kept not honoring my intuition and what felt really bad and wrong to me because I cared more about trying to prove myself or trying to gain this person's approval than my own sense of security and happiness. And so in a sense, you could even say that he didn't technically do anything to me. I did something to me. Because I showed up every week, every day, and allowed that connection in my life. And so I hear some version of this so often with women when they're angry with a specific man in their life and what he did in a dating experience. So 
maybe he was sleeping with other people and he didn't tell you. And then I ask, did you tell him that you needed to be exclusive? Or did you not have the courage to speak up for yourself and ask for what you needed because you valued having him over valuing yourself? And then he was sleeping with other people and it really hurt you. And so you're angry at him, but really you're angry with yourself for not speaking up for yourself and standing up for yourself. Or you're angry with him for never making it clear that he wasn't looking for something serious and leading you on. But really you're angry with yourself because you never asked because you were afraid of his answer. Or just in general, you're angry with some sort of treatment that you get again and again from this person. But really you're angry with yourself for allowing that, for showing up for that, for not speaking up for yourself for not making it an absolute boundary to not receive that kind of treatment and to leave situations where you see that happening. I am reading a book right now called Compassion and Self-Hatred by Theodore I. Rubin. And he really clarifies in that book the thousands of ways that we can hate ourselves like an action of hate. And so we can do that by overeating and not listening to our body when we feel comfortably full. We can do that by um, sabotaging our careers. We can do that in so many ways. And one of the ways that he mentioned is that we can use relationships as a way to hate ourselves. We put ourselves in painful situations because we lack compassion for ourselves. One really common example of that would be getting involved with with an unavailable man, whether he's in a relationship, whether he's just emotionally unavailable, whether he told you he's unavailable in some shape or form. The respectful thing for you to do to yourself would be to remove yourself from that situation. And so the thing is, underneath anger, there's always hurt. There's always vulnerability, there's always pain. So really, underneath my anger towards him was the deep pain of being rejected. The pain of not being seen by somebody that I really liked. The pain of being in close connection to someone, like physically and seeing them a lot or talking to them a lot, and at the same time feeling like they don't know me or care about me at all. The pain of getting my hopes up and then getting disappointed. The pain of loss, because it's usually never all bad, right? Otherwise we wouldn't be there. There's some sort of connection, some sort of pleasure. And when that ends, it hurts and there's pain there. And so we have all of these deep, vulnerable feelings, which are actually really beautiful to have. And it's a good thing to have those sensitivities and you don't want to not have those sensitivities. But in order to not feel them, because maybe we think it's weak or we think we're silly for feeling that way or this guy I was dating for six months, we weren't even in a relationship, how can I be heartbroken over that, that kind of thing. There are so many reasons why we think it's not okay to have those sensitivities. So we cover them up with anger and hatred 
and pushing people away. And maybe it's effective with pushing that guy away and it's effective for not feeling that stinging pain temporarily, although it's kind of always there, even so. But it also pushes away the people that really do deserve to love us. So I have a few questions for you to consider. And by the way, the importance of this is that when we do the painful thing of looking inwards and saying, I didn't honor myself. I kept showing up to a situation that wasn't right for me. I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't respect my boundaries. I didn't speak up. When we take responsibility for our part in the way that we got hurt, the way that we showed up to get hurt, then we can change our future and our future dating circumstances will look a lot different because now when somebody treats me in a way that I don't like, that doesn't feel right to me, I'll speak up for myself. I'll leave that situation. I'll feel that intuition early on and I'll avoid those people. But as long as I'm blaming somebody outside of myself completely for the pain that I feel, then I'll always be a victim. It's always up to chance if he's going to treat me the way that I deserve or not. And I won't have developed the skill of listening to my intuition and speaking up based on that intuition. So if you're up for it, and if you're not in a super triggered place right now, (laughs) sorry if that's the case, um, I invite you to consider a person from your past that really hurt you and in a way where you're like, you're fucked up. Like you really shouldn't have treated me that way. And I invite you to consider some questions. And with that being said, none of this will make their behavior acceptable or okay or like they're not responsible at all. But we have to see where we were not taking responsibility for protecting ourselves and caring for ourselves in the way that we want somebody else to. So with that person... When was the first time that you felt your intuition saying something was not right and you chose to ignore it because maybe you really liked them or you didn't want it to be true? How many times did you feel that internal alarm bell go off and you chose to ignore it? How often did you feel uncomfortable with something that was said or done and you didn't speak up for yourself because you valued their connection and their love and their approval for you more than honoring yourself in that moment? How often did you show up to spend time with that person even though every time you spent time with them, you left feeling a little bit worse about yourself? Did you ever tell yourself that you don't really think you could get better treatment than that? Or you couldn't have it all? You couldn't have somebody that you're this attracted to who also treats you respectfully. And you told yourself that message again and again, and who knows where it came from, but that was something running in your mind. How many times when something felt off or wrong or painful or disrespectful or hurtful or not right, 
Did you tell yourself that you're too dramatic and irrational and crazy and insecure and you just dismissed your emotions instead of actually listening to them and hearing what they had to tell you? Did you allow yourself to be in a situation without any clear agreements with that person around what would help you feel comfortable and safe? So maybe you never requested that you be exclusive, even though you know that's what your heart needed to feel safe to connect with this person deeply. Maybe you did express a desire or an expectation or an agreement of some sort, and they told you that they couldn't uphold that, but because you valued the connection over your own internal feelings, you continued to date them anyways and continue to invest in them. So maybe you asked to be exclusive, they said they don't want to do that right now, and you said, okay, and continue to see them, even though it hurt your heart. So those are a few questions to consider, and here's a really tricky part. We treat ourselves that way because we have a habit of not valuing ourselves and our feelings and not thinking that we're good enough to deserve better. And then I was recently speaking to a client, and she was saying, well, it's hard to be compassionate with myself because I don't feel like I deserve it. I don't feel good enough. But the way that you feel good enough and the way that you feel deserving is to start treating yourself that way. That's how you teach yourself that you are good enough. So it's kind of like, well, I can't be kind to myself until I'm good enough, but I can't feel good enough until I'm kind to myself. So my advice to you is to start with the treatment, even if you don't feel that way right now. Start by not dismissing your feelings and actually being empathetic towards them and listening to them when they come up and not calling yourself crazy or insecure or sensitive or dramatic and honoring what you feel and start being compassionate with yourself and start speaking up for yourself and start treating yourself with respect. And eventually when you continue to do that, along with other strategies, of course, but this is a really big one, you will start to feel good enough and it will become more and more natural to you to not attract people who treat you in a way that suggests otherwise. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you hanging in through this heavy topic, but I think it's so important because it really relates to the way that we treat ourselves as women. Alrighty, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye.